This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. Much, much simpler times, simpler times back then, simpler times, amen. Times have changed so much, glory to God. But, but although times change, we serve a God that changes not, amen. We serve a God that changes not. Thank God that he never, he never changes. Um, will you grab your Bibles? Go to the book of Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Um, I started I started teaching. Teaching a series that helps to explain further explain um, where our church is headed. Uh, we, we have our church has a threefold attribute um, and you can stand when you have it. Philippians chapter three. The three aspects of our ministry who remember what they are. Upreach. In reach, how y'all how y'all remember that? Because it's behind me. Praise the Lord, Amen. Gave y'all a cheat sheet. Glory to God. Um, but those are the three aspects of our ministry: upreach, in reach, and outreach. And that's what God has called us to do. And that's and so so the past couple of Sundays and Wednesdays, I've been I've been I've been ministering about our upreach ministry. And I'll probably spend the most time on upreach because that that is that's part of the ministry that is oftentimes most forsaken. Uh, we forget that our first ministry is not to each other. I love my wife, but not she's not my first ministry. She loves me, but I'm not her first ministry. Her first ministry is her ministry to God. Amen. Your first ministry is your ministry to God is what we do, what we do for the Lord. That's our first ministry. Philippians chapter three. And I, I will also ask you to put a bookmark in Ephesians chapter one. I'm going to give you two scriptures that we'll look at. Or excuse me, We'll look at one, put a bookmark in the other. And I'll make a reference to it. But just so that you know where we're going. Ephesians chapter one, verse 17. We're in Philippians chapter three. Both of these are uh, written by uh, the great apostle Paul. And um, so we're going to we're, we're still dealing with the upreach aspect of ministry. After you put a bookmark in Ephesians chapter one. Um, go back to Philippians. Philippians chapter three. Go back to Philippians chapter three. Look at verse number 10. Verse number 10. Paul says something amazing that has to do with upreach ministry, uh, ministry to God. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. Now go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Look at verse 17. Ephesians 1.17, New King James Version reads like this, that the God of our Lord Jesus, the God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, 
may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Father, we pray now that you do with this word only what you can do. Prepare the heart of the hearer. Allow us to receive everything that you're saying in this church today. Father, we thank you. Bind everything that's not like you. Anything that will come to hinder, delay, or deny what you are about to do in this preaching moment. Father, have your way today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Before you take your seats, will you touch three people and tell them it's time to get closer to God? Just tell them it's time to get closer. It's time to get closer to God. It's time to get closer to God. It's time to get closer to God. Amen. Time to get closer. Time to get closer to God. Amen. Somebody believes that. Somebody understands what that means. It's time to get closer, closer to God. Amen. A a few weeks ago, I, I got a, a text message from my middle brother, and he text messaged me, and he told me that his father has has passed. We have the same mother, but we're different. Have different fathers. He called me and he told me that that his father had passed away. And so um, we were talking about it and I asked him, I said, man, you know, how do you feel? Uh, because uh, both of us, we, we are estranged from our father. We didn't grow up with our dad and he wasn't in our life. They weren't in our lives. And so I asked him, I said, man, how do how do you feel now that now that your father has passed away? One of the things that he said to me, he says, you know, he says, I really don't know how to feel, but one thing I wish, he said, I wish, I, I wish I had gotten closer to him. I, I, that there were times I, I wish I had gone home more. I, I wish I had spent more time at home. I wish I'd gone home to visit him more, and I just wish I'd been there. Now, now it's, it's one thing for one of you to want to be closer, uh, but the reality is it's very difficult to be in a relationship when the other person don't share uh, the same thought process as it pertains to you. Amen. Um, I'm not, not, not saying that he didn't, but, but there, was, there was many, many opportunities that were missed. And let me say this to you. If you are a father in this room, don't miss opportunities to spend with your children. He said, I, I wish, I wish uh, my dad and I were closer. And, and I was thinking about that, and I was, I was considering that. I said, you know, uh, in many regards, it may not be easy for you to get close to your natural father. Many of you, like me, are estranged from your father. Your father was not in your life, and your dad wasn't there. Uh, many of you uh, understand what it feels like not to have that physical, that, 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 that physical presence, that physical father in your life. But I got to thinking, I said, wait a minute. Now, now he, there's no way at this juncture of my brother's life that he could ever get close with this natural father, but it's still not too late to get close to the spiritual father. Because, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we don't, we don't have any excuses when it comes to getting closer to God. Now, if you would just be honest, everybody in this room probably can say, Pastor Love, yeah, I could stand to get a little closer to God. Here was the beautiful thing about God. The beautiful thing about God is although he is God and, and although uh, he's all-knowing and he's all-loving and he's all-powerful, the Bible says in Genesis, in the beginning, God, God has always been and God will forever be because he's God. He is the God that spoke light into existence. He's the God that created the sun, the moon, the stars, hang, hung the expanse. He is the God that created the three heavens. He created the first heaven, the one that we see where the birds fly 
fly. He created the second heaven where the astronauts go, where that's where the, 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 the that's where the galaxy hangs out. That's where the, the moon, the stars, all the planets where they hang out. But then he created the third heaven. That's where you can't go, flesh and blood can't enter into that heaven. That's where that's where the presence, the manifest presence of God exists. And and he created all these things. God created you and me. Everything that is seen, everything that is created has a creator. So that means that if you can see me, that somebody or something created me. The Bible is clear that we all were created in God's image and in his likeness. We were created to be like him. We are created to be a visible representation of who God is here in the earth realm. Although God has all of these things going on and although God is is blessing and he's answering prayer, millions and millions of prayers at the same time, the Bible says that God never sleeps nor does he slumber. He's not weary. There is no searching of his understanding because he is God. He is, he is, and he's always been. Matter of fact, the Bible says that 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 when when God needed to swear, when he needed to make a promise, as it were, that he could find nothing greater than himself to promise by or to swear by, that he swore by himself. He said, Abram, I'm gonna bless you, and because and I swear by my own word that I'm gonna bless you. He didn't have to put it on his mama. He didn't have to put it on his daddy. He didn't have to put it on his children. He said, when I say it, you better believe I'm going to do it because he's God. We serve a God that never fails. We serve a God that is always observant. Watch this. And as huge and as monotheistic as God is, he is the single God. As monotheistic as God is, God still desires a relationship with you. Just like you want to get closer to God, God has a desire to get closer to you. I find it interesting that out of all the things that the Apostle Paul wrote about, and Apostle Paul was one of the most prolific writers uh, in the whole canon of the New Testament, that out of all the things that Apostle Paul writ, wrote, wrote about, that one thing that Paul said, Paul said that the one thing that I desired the most is that I might know him. I want to know him. Yeah, I thank God for all the accolades and all the uh, true, uh, the the uh, the uh, all, all the all the pats on the back and all the things that comes along with that. But Paul said, Paul said, I want to know him. Now watch this. You got to see this in the Amplified Bible in order for this to make sense. In order for it to make complete sense, you've got to see it in the Amplified Bible. You'll see it on the screen in just a moment. He says, and this, so that I may know him. Look at what look at what he says, experientially. I want to experience him. I want to be intimately, I want to have an intimate experience with God. Becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him. Understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely. In other words, I, I, I don't want to know him in the third person. I don't want to know him based on my grandmother's relationship with him. I don't want to know him based upon my pastor's relationship with him. Paul said, I want to know him. I, I want to I be able to talk to God face to face. I want to have a personal and convicting relationship. I want to have that with God. Listen here, in order, in order for your upreach ministry to be perfected, there has to be a personal relationship between you and God. God desires a personal relationship 
with all of us. Now watch this. Here is the clean part. Not only did Apostle Paul say that I want to know God and I want to have a thorough understanding of him and I want to become more acquainted with him. He also had a prayer for you and for me. You'll see that in Ephesians chapter 1. Also in the Amplified Bible, you'll see it on the screen. He says, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you, watch this, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that does what? That gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of who he is. Paul said, not only do I want to know him, but Paul said, I'm going to keep praying every day that you know him. That's part of my prayer for you. That's part of my prayer for Church on Purpose and its members. My prayer is that you get, it to, get to know him and have an intimate relationship with him. Many of us now, you got to understand this. I, I, want you to, I want you to understand this. Those you taking notes, write the word crisis of faith or crisis of belief. Write that word. That word is important. Many of you, as you continue to grow in Christ and grow uh, in the knowledge of God, there's a time in your life you're going to go through what's called a crisis of belief. That means that there's going to come a point in time in your life when you're going to question, is God really real? You're going to question, is God really active? And, and many of you are going to question, is God really working in my life? Is God really doing the things that I saw that I see him doing in Scripture? Is God really connected to me like he's connected to everybody else? You're going to go through what's called a crisis of belief. And many people fall away from the church during the crisis of belief. But during that time, it's not the time to fall away. That's the time to cry out to God and say, God, I want to know you. Glory to God. When you cry out to God and you say, God, I want to know you. God, I want to be closer to you. Listen, God said, you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. That's what God is saying to all of us. So we all have to cry out to God and say, God, I have a desire to get closer to you. When you desire to get closer to God, you watch the things that God starts to make happen in your life. And God starts to, God starts to, to rearrange some things in your life so that you can start to get closer and closer and closer to him. Now watch this. i got to be honest with you. i got to be honest with you. The Bible says that there's a day coming when everybody's going to have to stand before God and you're going to have to give an account for your life, what you did for your life. At the judgment seat, we're all going to stand before him and we're going to give an account. You know why? Because, because right now you have borrowed time. You're living on borrowed time. Your life, God gave your life and there's a time that God needs you to give that life back to him. You're going to stand and give an account. Glory to God. Have you ever let some one, a friend borrow something that was expensive? You let them borrow it and they didn't bring it back the same way that they got it? Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. When they bring it back and you're looking at it, you say, wait a minute, this thing is scratched up. This thing is messed up. Well, watch this. They have to give an account but what they borrowed. Woo! And if you messed it up, you're going to have to pay for what you messed up. God has given you a borrowed life. Our breath is borrowed. We're living on borrowed time, and there's going to come a time when God said, what'd you do with the time I let you borrow? What'd you do with the life 
that I let you borrow. And we're going to stand before God, and we're going to give an account for everything, all the deeds that we've done in this body, we're going to give account. That's why it's important that don't wait until you die for God to take your life. No, give your life back to him now. Give your life to him now. God, this is your life, and God, I surrender my life back to you. Now, I, I've heard a lot of questions about this upreach thing and pastor people connecting with God. And I've had several people call me. And they say, Pastor Love, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time. You know, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm estranged from God. I feel like I'm disconnected from God. I feel like, you know, God is way over there and I'm way over here and I don't feel close to God. Well, you, you showed up today at the right time. Listen, I'm going to give you four points. After I'm done today, you're going to know how to get closer to God. You're going to know how to get back in God's presence. You're going to feel closer to God than you've ever felt before in your life. If you do these things that I'm going to share with you today. Now, now the things that I'm going to share with you are very, are very simplistic. They're very simple things, but for many people, they are very hard to do. Have you ever found that sometimes the simplest thing is the hardest thing to do? Glory to God. Well, Pastor Love, I, I, I want to I wanna know God. I want to I wanna know him. I, I don't want to just... I don't want to just know. Chalk, Chalk, come up here real quick. Come up on the stage. I, I, I don't want to just, just know him from a distance. Stay right there. I don't. Now, come, come on up in the light a little bit so they can get you in the camera. Yeah, 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 stay right there. I, I don't want to just know God from a distance. Many people, this is how we know God, and we follow him from a distance. But, but. Our desire in our upreach ministry is every day we ought to be working to get closer. And watch this. He said, the closer you want to get to me, the closer I want to get to you. That's what God is saying. Watch this. Watch this. When you step back, he steps back. God said, when you, the more you want me, the more. Y'all see how this is working? The closer you want to get to me. The closer I'm going to get to you, glory to God. You know why? Because God's a gentleman. God's not going to force you to do anything. Paul said, I don't want to just know him from a distance. Paul says, I want to know him intimately. Give me some depth. Yeah. Paul said, Paul said, I want to know God. I want to be able to walk with God. I want to be able to talk with him. I want to wake up every morning and say, good morning, God. I want to know him. I want to know what he's thinking. I want to know how he feels. Come back over here, God. I wasn't pulling away from you. I want to know how he feels about me. I want to know my purpose. I want to know why God created me. I want to know why I'm here. I want to know why I like the things I like, why I dislike the stuff I dislike. I want to know why I'm kind of funny in certain kind of ways. I, I, I need to know what's going on. I need to know why, you know, why I want a helicopter so bad. I want to know him. I want to know why I get mad when my kids do the same thing I did when I was little. Why does that make me so mad? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen, why I keep going back to no good men? I'm not talking about me. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I, yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, he said, Lord, have mercy. But have, have, you ever, have you ever just wanted to know 
why you think the way you think, why you do some of the, why you like the type of clothes you like. Why do you like the type of hairstyles that have you? See, watch this. See, when you get closer to God, God starts to reveal things to you, not only about himself, but about yourself. You start to learn more about yourself the closer that you get to God. The problem is, is that many people are so far from God that you don't know who God is and you don't know who you are. And when you don't know who you are, you try to become like anybody who's around you. You try to become like the most popular person in your circle because you don't know who you are. And the reason you don't know who you are is because you haven't spent enough time in the presence of the Lord. We got to get closer. God bless you. We got to get closer. That's all I'm telling to you. That's all I'm saying to you is we have to work to get closer to God. We've got to get closer to him. So we got to work on our upreach ministry. Well, Pastor Love, how do I get closer to God? Or how do I start the process of getting closer to God? Well, step number one is you got to slow down. Step number one, you got to slow down. You're doing too much. You got too much going on in your life. You got to slow down. You got to slow down. You're doing too much. You got so much going on in your life that you don't even have time for God. Because if the devil can't slow you down, he'll just speed you up, honey. And some of you are running so fast fast in this life that you don't have time for God. You wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is roll over and check your social media page. You wake up and see who posted anything. You wake up and see if anybody said anything uh, on your page and you check all of them. You're, you're still in fifth. You can't get out of bed good checking social media. And then you leave that and you, you're in the bathroom checking. You're in the bathroom and you, and, you, and you just never spend time with God. You leave house and you, and you leave the house running and you're running and you're running and you're going doing this and the kids got practice. You got to drop them off. You got to come back. You got to feed the kids. You got to clean the baby. You got to wash the nose. You got to pay the bills. You got to come home. You got to vacuum the floor. You got to get some food on. Get some food on. Now you got to go outside and cut the yard. Now you got to swat at some flies and get the flies out the house and all this crazy stuff. And, and by the time it's time for you to lay down, you're so tired that you don't even even have any energy to give to God. You're too busy. You're too busy. Why are you running so much? Why do you need so much money? Why are you chasing money the way you're chasing it? Seek ye first the kingdom and righteousness and all these things shall be given unto you. Reason you're, reason you're hunting for money is because you're living above your means. Get you a good washing machine. That's some good stay flow. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Start hiding them clothes. You're going to put all them clothes in the clean. You don't need, you don't need to put all, start wearing some of your old stuff. You got some old stuff that'll be new stuff because we ain't seen it in 10 years. Start wearing some of that old stuff. You don't have to buy a new outfit every time some jump off. Change your earrings, honey, and put a different pair of shoes and put a belt on to go with them shoes, baby. You got a brand new outfit. 
doing too much. Going and going and going and you're doing and you're doing and you're doing and you're going and you're going. And God is just simply saying, slow down. You're doing too much. You're doing, you're doing, you're doing too much. You're trying to, you're trying to live the fast life. You're trying to live on the, on the fast lane. I heard a story one time, and it just kind of came back. This is not in my notes. I heard a story one time. Uh, this man, this little boy had a real fast car. I mean, this car was so fast, and he pulled up to the stoplight, and there was a little, this little, little old man on a scooter. I used to beatbox in a former life. Fast car pulls up to beside this, this little scooter. And uh, the little man on the scooter looked at the fast car, and he said, wow, man that's, a, man, that's a pretty slick ride. So he goes over there, and he leans inside the car, and he says, man, this car looks real fast. Man, I like this car. And then that young man said, man, you ain't seen nothing yet. Light turned green, boy, he guns it. Boom, the car takes off. I mean, that car's going. I mean, that car's up to 70 miles an hour in about two seconds. I mean, this thing is gone. It is. And, and the boy is driving, and he thought he ran off and left the old man. He's driving. Boy, he's gone. He's gone. He looks in the river mirror. He sees this little dot way in the back, little dot way in the back. Next thing you know, this dot is getting bigger. He's driving. He's driving. The dot's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, the dot comes past him. He saw it. It was that old man on that scooter. Came past the man in the fast car. Scooter came past him. He said, whoa. He's driving more, trying to go catch him. Now he's coming back the other way. Little dot's getting bigger, getting bigger. He comes back behind him. This time, he goes back the other way. He said, what in the world? What's going on? So he stops the car. Gets out the car. The dot's coming back the other way. This time, the dot's flying back. And the man is saying, he get out the car. He said, I got to see what in the world this man is driving. What kind of scooter is this? He comes back. The scooter crashes into the door of the man's car. Bam, tattered scooter up. The man, old man falls off to the side. He walks over to the side, and he said, oh, man. He said, how in the world did you get that scooter to go that fast? The old man said, son, it wasn't a scooter. He says, my suspender got caught in your door. careful what you ask for because you just might get it. Don't get caught up in this fast life, in this fast money. Oh, you can make this amount of money in this much time and oh, you can do this because Satan is tricking the body of Christ. Making you think you got to have 13 side hustles and all this other stuff going on when you're not worship, you're not working on your upreach ministry. God said you got to look at somebody and say, you better slow down. Tell them you better slow down. Yeah, you, be, you better slow down. Psalms 46.10 says, he says, be still and know that I 
am God. Be still and know that I am God. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I like this one. You guys will know this one. Luke 10, 39. And she said, and, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. We got to slow down. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know you in this room. You're doing too much. You got to slow down. You got to slow down. You, 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 do, you can't even think straight. You, can't, you don't even think of Got you, you're so busy, you're so busy, and, and you say, well, I got a lot on my plate. Well, you fix the plate. We're too busy. In order for us to have an upreach ministry, we have to have time to spend with God. The first point is slow down. Watch this. Second point. Second point. Don't miss this one. This one is probably the most important point I'm going to give you today. Well, one of the most important points. Point number two is schedule meetings. Schedule meetings. You have to schedule meetings with God. Because, because if you don't schedule a meeting, you'll never keep it. You have to schedule meetings with God. We've started scheduling. We have some scheduled meetings with God here at the church. We met God here this morning. We scheduled a time of prayer this morning where the leaders come together and we've scheduled some time with God. We have one scheduled meeting on, uh, on Monday nights. Those of you who are not connected to the prayer line on Monday nights, we have a standing schedule meeting with God. Absent men in this church that I pray with every week. We have a scheduled standing meeting with God every Saturday night. We have a scheduled meeting with God. So listen, here's my question to you. When is your scheduled meeting with God? No, I'm talking about write it on your calendar. If it's not on your calendar, it's not scheduled. Write it on your calendar. I'm going to get up at, at 6 a.m. and I have a scheduled meeting with God. And in, the, in your scheduled meetings, don't let anything come in and interfere with the scheduled meetings that you have with God. We don't meet with God because we don't have a scheduled meeting with Him. Now watch this. The beautiful thing about God is it makes no difference. If you set the schedule, God will be there. God never misses a meeting. He's always there. If you schedule the meeting with God, God is always going to be there. If you make it up in your mind, listen, if, if you say I'm going to get up at 6 and you don't give it 6.15, you made God wait 15 minutes on you. Because he's there. He's waiting on you. And we, we got to schedule meetings. We got to schedule meetings. Luke chapter 5 verse 16 says, as often as possible, Jesus withdrew to out of the way places for prayer. Jesus had scheduled meetings with the Father. you got to schedule some meetings with him. You, it, it, it's got to be on your calendar. When are you taking the time to pray? When are you taking the time for your upreach ministry? you got to schedule. So if you schedule it, you, you, you're 70 times likelier to do it if you write it down as a schedule. And not only, not only write it down, but also put it in your phone. Set it in your phone as a reminder that I got, I've got to talk to God. Schedule. That, 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 that sounds simple, which it really is, but if you do it, it'll change your life. Schedule meetings. 
with God. I have a scheduled meeting with God every morning when I get up. Schedule meeting with God. I go in my little office in my house, and, and I, I take some time just to talk to God. Sometimes I walk around outside and talk to God, but I've got a schedule. I've got a standing schedule meeting with God. So I'm saying to you, you've got to schedule some time to be with God. Exodus, Exodus 33, 9 says, It came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood by the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. God had a standing meeting with Moses at the tabernacle. He said, Moses, every time you come to the tabernacle, I'm going to meet you there. Had a standing meeting. You got to schedule some meeting. You got to slow down. You got to put God, put God in your schedule. That's okay. Put him in your schedule. We want God to be, of course, God is the Lord of our lives and God is always with us and he's always there, but there's got to be some time carved out just for you to spend time with God. You got to be, if you want to get closer to him. Slow down. Schedule meetings. Number three, you got to search scripture. Number three, you got you to search scriptures. Search scripture. You got to get in this word. It's, it's very difficult to know God outside of reading the Holy Bible. You got to get this Bible in your life. If you don't have a Bible, you need to be headed to the bookstore and get you a Bible. Get you a good one. Hallelujah. Some of y'all got them funeral Bibles at the house. Use that one if you have to. the same words hallelujah what do you got it for you can read it it's God's word when I, when I was growing up they had that they had that holy bible boy and they had that bible sitting on that on the table and you better not touch that bible glory to God you can touch it nowadays now we won't touch it back then we wanted to touch it and couldn't now we can and we won't hallelujah so, so get in this word, search scripture. Y'all listen, I, I, I know everybody wants to be on meat. Everybody, well, well, we need the meat, and, and we need the meat, and the meat, and the meat, and the meat. Oh, we want the meat. The reality is, is that most church folk not ready for meat yet. They're not ready for meat yet. Glory to God. So, so look, look at this scripture. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. The, the, reason, the reason so many people, so many people uh, are not, are not uh, falling in love with the word is because you're trying to bite off too much. You, you, you're, trying to, you, 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 you're trying to eat too much. You're trying to eat too much too fast. No, go back to the, go back to the sincere milk. It's okay. Start with the 23rd Psalm. Start with the, go back to the Lord is my shepherd. Some of you need to go back and get your Easter speech. Y'all laughing. I'm, man, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. You can't, you can't just, sometimes, some, some people can't just jump in and start reading. No, you got to go get you some foundational stuff. You got to go back and you got to get to the milk of, it's okay, it's okay. Listen, listen, if, if, if you own milk, that's okay. Drink, drink it, milk does a body good. I, all I'm saying is, don't feel bad because you're not on the level somebody else is on. And you're not on the level that the preacher is on, the power, the minister is on. Well, I'm not on that level. That's okay. Grow where you are. 
Stop trying to be somewhere you're not. And stop trying to be somebody that you're not. I told y'all my story. I tried to be Noel Jones. I almost knocked my front tooth out of my mouth. I grabbed that microphone. I went, ah, that lady, ah, and I, boop, hit my doggone teeth. Y'all got a little loose. I to learn. I gotta. I gotta be me. I gotta be. Listen, because if I stop being me, then who else is gonna be me? I gotta be me. I gotta. I gotta say it the way I say it. I have to do it the way I do it. I have to do it the way God has. I'm anointed to do what I do, and I do what I do better than anybody else. Can't nobody else do what I do better than the way I do it. And guess what? Nobody can do what you do better than the way you do it because you were anointed to do it the way you do it. So do it your way. You don't, listen, so, so go back. It's okay. Go back to the beginning if you have to. Go get a children's book. Go get an old Sunday school book. Y'all know y'all didn't throw all them Sunday school books away. Y- y'all picking up what I'm putting down. All I'm telling you, get in where you fit in, honey. Don't be intimidated by anybody. Go back to the sincere milk if you need it. Go back. So, because when you go back to the milk, the milk is what starts to grow here. You can't take a newborn baby and feed him a steak because he'll choke on it. He can't chew it. So, you, sometimes you got to go back and just get some milk. Go back and memorize the Lord's Prayer. Go, just, go, just go back. Go back and go back and do the simple things again. Because all it's going to do is grow you and help you get closer to God. Uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, you guys know this. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all that you do. It's okay to go back and study the basic principles of Scripture again. That's okay. No shame in that. No shame in it. Don't let anybody intimidate you and try to make you bite off stuff that you're not ready for. Go back. Grow where you're planted. It's okay. Glory to God. Go back and, 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 and learn the books of the Bible again. Go back and just, just, just start somewhere. Just start, start somewhere. Not only do we have to slow down, schedule meetings, search scripture, but this is my last point. My last point is a bonus point, actually. My bonus point is, is lastly, you have to secure salvation. And I'm closing. You have to secure salvation. In order to grow in your relationship with God, you've got to make sure that you're saved. You've got to make sure that your life has been given to God. You got to make sure that your life has been dedicated to God. You have to secure salvation. John 14, 7, the message Bible, Jesus said, I am the road or I am the way, also the truth, also the life. No one gets to the Father apart from me. Acts 16, 31 says, They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with with everyone in your household. Come here, Clint. Come here, Charles. 
Secure salvation. Come here, Clint. Secure salvation. I, I want y'all to understand this. God says that we have to be born again. Stand over there. Just, just back up about two steps. I heard a story one time of a young man and his father. His daddy took him to the fair. His daddy bought a lot of tickets to give to the son so that the son can go and enjoy himself. The little boy's friend showed up. What's up? This is my friend. The boy's friend showed up. And the little boy asked the father for some tickets. Just stand right there. Don't get too close. Ask him. You got to say it loud. Can I have some tickets? Okay, now watch this. The father said, these tickets are reserved for my son. I can't give you the tickets because the tickets belong to my son. The son heard the conversation between his friend and his dad. Watch this. And the son knew his friend. His friend had been in his life for a while now. His friend had been good to him. So the son looks at the daddy and says, Daddy, it's okay. He's, he's with me. Because he's walked with me. He's okay with you. And the daddy, when the dad is conversing with him, the daddy is looking for the nod of the son. When you give your life to Christ, you're walking now with Jesus. Hallelujah. Put your arm around me. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. When you give your life to Christ, you're walking with him. Now watch this. No one gets to the Father except having relationship with the Son. Because he's connected to me now. Because, stay right there. Where you going, God? <laughs> Listen, because <laughs> all have sinned and fall short of the glory. He's fallen short as we all have. He's fallen short of God's holy standard. So because he's fallen short of God's holy standard, he can't go in God's presence not by himself. So now he takes the son. Now the son. Okay, now you can move, God. <laughs> yeah. Now the son brings the friend into, into the presence of the father. We all give God a, God a hand praise. God bless y'all. So what am I saying to you? There were many people on that day say, Lord, Lord, did not prophesy in your name and did not give in your name. And I went to church in your name, and he's going to say, depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you never had a relationship with my son. You never received Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and personal Savior. That never happened. 
Many people are going to be on that day, and they're going to they're going to miss it. You know, I, I I've got some friends. Well, some I know some people who are um, kind of polytheistic in their in their thinking. They think that there are a multiple gods, and there's a, uh, a you you there's multiple gods, and there's one god that's that's over all the other gods. And then there's there's people that are what's called henotheistic, and that that just simply means that um, that there's there's just a bunch of different gods, and all of them have the exact same power. You just pick the one that you want to choose. Hallelujah. I believe in monotheism. I believe that there's only one God. Because he said in his word, in the book of Deuteronomy, he says, I, the Lord, thy father, I am one, and there is none beside me. That's what God says. Glory to God. I believe in one God, one father. Hallelujah. And God exists in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I believe that with my whole heart. Will you stand all over the house today as we close? As we close, my first appeal is to those of you. There may be somebody in this room today. You got to get your salvation right. You got to get your life right with God. You need to give your life to God. You've been coming to church, but you still haven't gave your life to Christ.